Okay, what episode is this? Seven. Seven? Six? Seven. No, it's... Because, okay, here's a question. <laughs> Was our bonus episode a numbered episode? Yeah. Okay, so then we're at seven. Okay. This is episode seven. Get All right. episode seven of the diet ride podcast i'm Alyssa miller and i'm brooke miller and we're both dietitians in case you missed the first few episodes <laughs> yep and today we're gonna be talking about meal planning and prepping and some tips for success yeah getting that meal prepping all right do you want to start do you want me to start yeah we'll just go i'll together. start yeah 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 back and we'll forth just, yeah so first we'll just kind of start with some tips for success that have worked for us when it comes to grocery shopping, meal planning, and prepping. So for me, I try to plan meals for at least three days in advance. So we typically go to the grocery store twice a week, sometimes three times a week. What? Because Jesse likes to go grocery shopping. He goes. Girl, I love grocery shopping. I still only go once a week. Yeah, because we're too ADD to like (laughs) decide what we want seven days in advance. So for us, like three days is very realistic. It's also hard to have to say like, so I meal plan and grocery shop both on Sunday or sometimes I'll do it Saturday night. (laughs) We're real bored and just at home. Okay. And then I'll grocery shop on Sundays. So sometimes it is hard to keep stuff fresh until like the next, the following Saturday or something like that. Right. So typically we go twice a week. Yeah. I would say. So yeah, we, we plan three to four days in advance. Um, but either way, it doesn't really matter. It's whatever what works best for your family. As long as you can make a list and stick to the list when you go into the grocery store. And so whatever is more convenient for yes, you when it comes to, to the days. List. Yes. And we were just talking about this. Don't go to the grocery store hungry either. Yes. If you go to the grocery store hungry, then you will grab other things that are not on your list. <laughs> so... And then some other tips. This is kind of about snacking as well and just your own kitchen. But always try to have healthy snacks in sight in your kitchen or dining room. So like a fruit bowl is a really good idea because if you are hungry and you walk into the kitchen and you see the piece of fruit, you can grab it. So I always try to have our fruit bowl at least full or we try to have two fruits in there at all times that way there's always two options for snacks so if we notice the fruit bowl is getting low we'll add fruit to the grocery list that's a good tip too for the fridge like so i keep our like easy accessible snacks that we know we like and enjoy like eye level in the fridge so i have like yogurts and string cheese and stuff like sometimes i'll put it like in the crisper but then they don't get eaten as much so if i put them eye level then it's a good tip yes keep them in sight And then when you buy fruits or vegetables, let's say it's for a snack, like a melon, cut it up when you get back from the grocery store and then put it in a Tupperware. Otherwise, if it's not cut, it just will sit in your fridge because (laughs) I have a melon sitting in my fridge right now that we haven't cut up yet. It takes two seconds. So if you just do it, it, you're going to eat it. Or like sometimes I'll rinse all my berries in like apple cider vinegar and water. They stay, mm. did you know that? They stay good longer. I always and just rinse them, them right before. Yeah, I do that sometimes too, but I feel like getting, giving them like a really good clean, like especially my raspberries, they stay 
good for way longer if I give them like so a apple soak. cider. Yeah, it's like a tablespoon of apple yeah. cider vinegar to like two or three cups of water. It's like a very little amount. I just Perfect. fill up a big bowl. I'm gonna do that. They stay good berries because I buy all my produce from Costco. Oh yeah. Hashtag sponsor us, Costco. What's taking you so long? <laughs> no kidding. Jeez. Um. And then try to hide your processed foods. <laughs> Just because if you're hungry and you walk into your pantry or your kitchen, if the processed foods or treats are hidden, you maybe won't go for them. But if you have a bowl of candy sitting out, you're going to keep going for that. Yeah. I think like just what's accessible in your house, make sure that what's accessible is what you want to be reaching for. Um, you know, give yourself a little, make it a little hard to get mm-hmm. to something that you know you're not going to do well with. <laughs> um, but you might grab for it easily. Um, so some of my tips for meal planning is to shop your fridge and pantry first. So look through whatever you didn't use up from the week before and make sure to use those things first. So if you have like, like for me, I feel like a lot of times it's um, vegetables that last a little bit longer than a week, but not quite two weeks. So like cauliflower or broccoli or zucchini, which are some of my favorite vegetables. If I don't use them that next week, then they're going to go bad. Mm-hmm. And I hate food waste. I know. Me too. So I always start there and then kind of plan my meals around that. I have like a... Maybe I'll share a picture on Instagram of my meal planning. It's yeah. super simple, but it's literally just like a list of like what to, what we're eating all week. So then I put it on the fridge so everyone knows. Um, and my other big tip is what I do is I, when I do meal plan, usually on Sundays, I look at the weather for all week. Like I'm super influenced. Like my intuitive eating, a lot of it comes from what the weather's doing. So if it's super hot, I'll probably want something crisp and cool like a salad. But if it's getting cold or like wintry, I'll want soup or pasta or like something kind of hefty. So it totally changes my mood. So a lot of times if I would do meal plan like spaghetti and then it ends up being hot, I'm not going to want that spaghetti and either not make it and decide to go out instead or make something like completely different. I should start doing that because I'm fine in the summer mm-hmm. and in the fall and spring I'm fine. But when it's really cold, yeah. I just want chili yes. or soup. It's the we best. We have a really tip. good potato soup that it's we like, make too. I'm super flexible with my meal plan. Like even when I write it, you'll see all over it. I write arrows all the time. Like even up there, I have like stuffed chorizo peppers. Didn't make them. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna like move it till tomorrow night. I think. So it's like I move it around all the time, but I do way less moving now that I look at the weather. Yeah. Because it really influences what I'm interested in eating. I'm gonna start doing that. What see what influences us more is. Jesse like loves finding good meal or good deals on meat. Oh, that's so, so what good. we do is when we go to the grocery store on Sunday, typically we go to the grocery stores on the weekends. He either goes Saturday mornings at like 6 a.m. by himself, or we go on Sundays together and then he goes during the week by himself. He's really he's a good little shopper. I listen, but I know he, Josh listens to this, but when he goes to the grocery store by himself, I'm not kidding, we have a running joke. I only ever send him for three things. Either A, he came home with two things, almost always, only two out of three, or he comes home with three things and one extra thing but and not really the right. Yes, I give him oh, okay. <laughs> and he still comes back missing stuff or like the wrong brand, you know? Jesse you know can mean? teach him because like, Jesse's like a little shopper. Jesse really needs to. Yeah, so how we kind of base our meal plans off is whatever meat is on sale because. 
you know, typically fruits and vegetables are roughly the same price. Yeah. And like, we'll go to the grocery store and I'll say we need fruit for the fruit bowl. Mm -hmm. Just get whatever is on sale Yeah. because we both like all fruit. All fruit. (laughs) So if grapes are 99 cents, like we're getting grapes or if strawberries are on sale, we always get strawberries. So I just say get whatever fruits on sale and then the meat we just get whatever meat's on sale because meat's the most expensive part of mm-hmm. your meal typically. And then we'll base our meal off of whatever is on sale at the store. Right. That's so that's how idea. we do it. And then we just pick out veggie sides. Yeah. Because you guys kind of eat like a... We eat pretty like protein, vegetable, starch or something Yeah, like we, that, like we do eat a lot of potatoes and sweet potatoes. Yeah. Um, we eat a lot of like green beans. I feel salads. like I make a lot of mixed meals. And I think that's because I have a toddler yeah. who won't, like, not not that all toddlers are this way, but it's harder for him to eat, like, a breast of chicken and green beans and put a potato. But if I made it into, like, a dish or something, like right. a rice dish, he would totally eat it way better. Mm-hmm. So I know that from him. But I feel like I've always kind of made mixed dishes. But that's a really good tip to go off of what's on sale meat-wise. Some people look yeah. at the flyers to do that before they go grocery shopping. That's not me. No, we <laughs> just go good. and we kind yeah. of are, and sometimes our meal planning is kind of on a whim of like, we're going to get whatever meat's on sale and then we're going to do, we're going to fry up some sweet potatoes and do green beans. Right. Like that's pretty typical. And then we always have fish in the freezer. That's, this is something we recently started doing. We got wild caught salmon mm-hmm. that was frozen and we just leave it in the freezer. And then every time they're pretty big fillets. So every time we just need a go-to meal. We'll just grab the fish out of the freezer and do, like, rice. Right. And then a veggie or something easy like that. So. That's good. Just having some sort of frozen meal, uh, meat is always a good idea. And then sometimes if we see a lot of meat on sale that are really good deals, we'll throw them all in the freezer. And we'll just leave one out that we're going to make for the week. The other thing when it comes to, like, grocery shopping and meal planning that helps me is just to always make sure that I always have fruits, vegetables, some sort of protein on hand, and then the essentials. So, like, egg, for me, it's eggs, olive oil, butter, like avocado or coconut yeah, oil. Yeah, the staples. The staples. Yeah. So, like, know what your staples are in your house. For us, it's, yeah, for us, it's, like, butter, avocado oil, eggs. Yeah. Peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Like, those things are always in the house. Yeah, I feel like if you give me, like, staples, I can figure out some sort of meal. Like, right. so we always have, like, a loaf of bread on hand usually sourdough, milk for our son mostly, but eggs, butter, rice, or pasta. Yeah, we like, always so have rice. you can always have something that you can mix in, especially if you have, like, meat in the freezer and stuff, so that's really good. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to save some money, then something that you can skip is, again, if you have toddlers, it's a little different with milk, but typically if you're just adults, you don't necessarily have to buy milk juice, soda. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're trying to meal plan on a budget, you can try to skip all drinks and only drink water for a few weeks and maybe mm-hmm. like coffee, you know, cause if you buy your own yeah. coffee, it's really cheap. Um, so that's just a nice way if you're kind of meal prepping on a budget, like you don't have to buy orange juice. You don't have to right. buy soda. You, you don't have to buy. Or if you like really like orange juice, but a cheaper option is like the frozen concentrate and you just add water. It's way oh, yeah. cheaper. So. And you could probably water yeah. it down quite oh, a bit. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. I would just dilute it so yeah. much. And if you're so having a longer. hard time being creative, a lot of people do theme nights. So like 
Mondays are for fish and Tuesdays are tacos and Wednesdays is pasta and Thursdays is your new recipe that you found on Pinterest or something. Um, Friday, you might go out to eat. Sunday, you have a big crock pot meal. Like, so each day is a specific thing. So then the next week, it makes it a lot easier when you're like, oh, Tuesdays are for tacos. Last week, we had chicken tacos. This week, I'll make beef. So it keeps you kind of on track. We don't do that (laughs) because I'm in charge of meal planning and I just, I get really bored. Like if I have the same type of food once a week, I get really kind of bored. So know you, know your family, but if that's something that might help you, I know that helps a lot of people, are theme nights. And then also when you're sitting down to meal plan and actually writing it out, which is something else we recommend, um, so you don't forget, make sure you take into account your week and what that looks like and how busy you are. Um, because really how much time you have to cook that week is going to dictate what you're going to make. So if you have hours and hours, you have a day off or something, oh, you can make that big roast or whatever is like very time intensive. Or make two meals. Yes, definitely. If you have a ton of time. Yes. Make two, eat the next day or freeze it Mm -hmm. for another day the following week if you're busy. But if you're busy and like, so for Brooke and I, every other week we work really late, like a 10 hour day. So those days I know I'm either doing a crock pot meal or like leftovers because it's easiest. Like I don't have the energy to get up and cook all the time after work. But on our days that we get off early, I know I can cook for a little longer. So just plan your meals accordingly. Don't plan to make like a four hour roast on a day that you've had like a really hard day at work or you have plans that night with friends. Like don't overstuff your day. So look at your calendar along with meal planning. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? (laughs) And I always aim for only, try only to do one or two new recipes a week. Don't try to inundate yourself with like all these new recipes trying it out for the very first time and then having failure after failure after failure or feeling exhausted. It's exhausting to figure out how to make something new. Mm -hmm. So try for, I would honestly, I feel like I only do it like once a week. We do too. Once a week. Yeah. We, when we did whole 30, we were doing new recipes every day and it was so exhausting because typically for us to cook, it's pretty quick and easy because we just have our go-tos. You know exactly what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it just, it took so much more time. And then we spent so much time at the grocery store trying to yes. find things that like we weren't typically using. So I, yeah, I think once a week, like challenge yourself to yeah. try a new recipe. But other than that, yeah, more often to that things that you know, so tiring. and you're trying mm-hmm. to learn so much too with a new recipe and you want to get it right and stuff. It just can be exhausting and more time. Like I always see on recipes, it's like this recipe takes 35 minutes. Bull. Like the first time I do it, it's like mm-hmm. a, easily an hour. Maybe the next time I do it or something, once I get the hang of it, but the first time doing it, plus I think those times are like, if you have everything already chopped, <laughs> they don't take yeah. into consideration chopping time. Right. That's uh, so true. So yeah. Um, also something that I wanted to talk about too is, um, being super flexible. I kind of already touched on this, but anytime you need to move things around, that's totally fine. You don't have to be super rigid. Like, like I said, if you plan for spaghetti and you're not feeling it, don't cook it. Mm-hmm. Put the ingredients in the freezer that are going to go bad or save it for a different night. And also, like, we go out probably at least once to twice per week. Like, it's fine if you want to go out or order pizza or something, mm-hmm. whatever that day brings. Just know that, like, your meal planning can be flexible and it allows for life mm-hmm. and different days. Well, and just knowing, too, that... So if you have those staples in your house, 
you're not going to be as tempted to necessarily feel like you have to go out to eat. Right. It's different if it's like a special occasion, a friend's birthday or date night, you know, and you were planning to go out to eat. But if last minute somebody is like, oh, we should go out to eat or Mm -hmm. you and your husband or spouse or roommate or whoever you're living with is like, I don't feel like cooking. Let's go out to eat. If you have the groceries at home, it's easier to say, no, I actually have some food in here that's going to go bad. So that's a really good excuse to cook. Well, and that's what happens to us sometimes. Like, for instance, um, yeah, Jesse's sister asked us to go out to eat. I think it was like last week. And I mean, it sounded fun, but we knew that we were going to be going out of town and we knew we had leftovers that were going to go bad. So we're like, sorry, like we have to eat these leftovers. Otherwise we're going to come home to like a rancid fridge. (laughs) Nasty. And so, um, you know, sometimes that keeps you more in check with like going out to eat less. But yeah, if, if something, if you know that, um, it's like a special occasion and you want to go out to eat or you want to have date night, that's fine. Just whatever's going to go bad, try to use that the next day for your meal planning. And that's a good excuse too to invite people over. So Mm -hmm. if people invite you out and you think, oh no, like this ground beef's going to go bad or something, I need to make it up. But hey, I could invite them to my house, still have like the social experience, still be able to eat in budgetary that's way better. And also just probably the way that you're going to feel after your meal is probably going to be better when it's home cooked. Um, Just feel a little bit Mm -hmm. better, like less bloaty. nasty after eating out mostly so I think that could be a good excuse just to like invite people to your house so I think that's great Mm -hmm. um and then yeah I think we kind of already touched on this but when you're sitting down to write out your meals for the week so we already talked about shopping your fridge first and your pantry first looking at um what the weather might um have in store for you that week and then also making sure that each of your meals like to go with intuitive eating and really what's going to satisfy you and do well for you and your body, make sure that each meal you have has a PFC. So that's a protein, fat, and carbohydrate. We talk about this in our sixth episode. I think it was sixth. Um, So go check it out. But basically making sure each meal had some combination of protein, fat, and carbohydrates to get you full in your one meal, but also um, to meet all your needs. So I think that's really important. So super balanced. Speaking of the protein, carbon, fat meals, I'm just going to give a few examples that are really easy for people. And these are ones that we typically do. Um, So the first one for breakfast, and this is pretty much my breakfast every day, um, eggs for protein. And then um, I usually cook my eggs in grass-fed butter or coconut oil for the fat. And then you can do, if you want to do a veggie omelet, you can add veggies in for carbs. I typically do fruit, too, in the morning, Mm -hmm. berries, and that's a good carbohydrate, too. Um, A second option for breakfast, and I typically don't do this often because, for me, it doesn't fill me up as much, but you can do a smoothie with Mm -hmm. fruits and vegetables for your carbs and then add protein powder for your protein, and then you can add, like, peanut butter for a fat or half an avocado for a fat. Mm. And then another breakfast idea that's really simple. I actually just made this for dinner the other night because I had nothing at home and I do breakfast for dinner all the time. Um, But this one was really easy. So it's just oatmeal and it's just like plain oats Uh for your carbohydrate and then peanut butter for your fat. And then I use chocolate protein powder Mm -hmm. and like chocolate collagen. And so that way you can get protein in there too. So it's more filling 
if you add those things to your oatmeal. If I just have oatmeal by itself, I'm going to be starving. Mm-hmm. But if you add peanut butter and protein powder to it, it actually keeps you relatively full. Yeah. So those are kind of good go-to breakfast meals. And then for lunch and dinner, I just have three examples. So the wild-caught fish, like I said, we just buy it frozen. And then we just throw one or two fillets in the fridge as needed. So that's a good source of protein. We usually cook our fish or we bake it with grass-fed butter for the fat. And then we also um, saute vegetables. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we'll do rice too. Those are both carbohydrates. But if we do vegetables, we'll saute them in avocado oil or grass-fed butter and then season them. And then another go-to lunch or dinner idea is to do a salad, which you can do spinach, romaine, lettuce. Well, don't do romaine right now because you're going to get E. coli. <laughs> spinach. You're going to get E. coli. For sure, don't do yeah, it. Yeah, so you could do... Um, but most of the time it's safe. Yeah, most of the time it's safe. So you can do greens for the carbs. And then I like to make my own dressing with just olive oil and vinaigrette. So that's a good source of fat with the olive oil. I also always add nuts to my salad. Me too. Yep, so, so the nuts give you some fat. Or I, dried fruit. I put dried yeah. fruit in my salads. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a good I do carb. dried cherries. Those are oh, my Oh, yeah. Favorite. Those are good. Yeah. That's good. And then avocado is also a good source of fat for for a salad. And then chicken um, or any kind of yeah. meat or quinoa. I also do. In, yeah, yeah quinoa is a really good carb in there, too. And then um, I put sometimes like sprinkle crunched up tortilla chips on top. Like if I do like a Santa oh, Fe salad like or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And that's really one of my Mm -hmm. So any of the vegetables that you add to your salad are going to be good sources of carbs. But if you can get avocado in there, nuts, and olive oil dressing, then at least you're getting some healthy fats. And then if you can put some sort of protein on it, it will fill you up. Typically, salads are not filling. If you don't use a good dressing, if you don't put nuts on there, if you don't put any meat on there, then you're going to be hungry. Feeling so. pretty empty. Yeah, I even, I mean, even when I make, like, the biggest, best salad, like, oh, beans. Beans is a really good option oh, for protein and carb bacon. in there, too. I, bacon. Put, <laughs> I fry a bacon sometimes and put it on top. Yeah, I do beans, sometimes corn, too. Like, oh, I do yeah, a lot of Mexican, I feel like, salads. But um, sometimes, and Brooke can't do this, but <laughs> I usually do a side of, um, what kind of bread is that? I'm not going to expect you to know. <sighs> Flatbread. I put oh, flatbread yeah. in the oven and I just put butter on top of it. And it's such a perfect addition to my salad that keeps me fuller for longer. It's like more of like a starch, you know, and it just satisfies my love of bread and butter <laughs> that Alyssa has. So I do that, but yeah. Yeah. So those are just some easy go-tos. And like I said, and then for us, typically we just do like a meat. So if we mm-hmm. are going to the grocery store, sometimes we'll just get a rotisserie chicken. Yes. If we need something quick. So versatile. Yeah, yeah, and then if you do rotisserie chicken, sometimes we'll actually bring it home and let it kind of cool, and then we'll just cut the chicken up and put it on our salad. Yeah. That's, That's so actually good. what I did the other night. I try to either bake or um, crock pot a chicken at the beginning of, not every week, but every other week or so. Yeah. And I either freeze it if I don't use it all, or I just use it on, like, tops of salads, or if I want to make, like, sometimes I'll make um, chicken, um, chicken salad, like, with avocado mm. and you know, the seasonings and stuff like that. And that's really good um, for lunches. I have a hard time with lunches, <laughs> even though I work from home. So it should be easier. Yeah. I just do leftovers. I do a ton of leftovers, but like lunches, if I'm going to make it not leftovers, it's like chicken salad, a green salad. I do, um, 
I do like a lot of times I do just like a plate with like hummus in the middle, a ton of veggies, crackers. Um, sometimes I'll do like rolled up deli meat or something like that to like get all of the cheese for sure. But like, that's probably one of my favorite lunches and easiest to put together. But yeah, for our dinners, they're all like mixed. So I feel like I make stuffed peppers. Oh, I haven't made those in a while. Those are so good. So I have a recipe. I think I already said this today, but chorizo stuffed peppers. I'm really Mm. excited about making those. So I'll let you know how those go. Yeah, that sounds good. But I usually make them kind of Mexican themed. And then we do tacos a lot. Chili or soup. Super into soup right now with the weather. Yeah. Um, Chili and soup is my favorite. Yeah. Like stews almost. Yeah. We did beef stew the other day. Yeah. With potatoes. Yeah, so I think a lot of it is, and then if you need new recipes, sometimes just going to Pinterest. Ugh, yes, use and typing Pinterest. in easy, <laughs> easy dinner recipes, like or easy, less than five ingredients or something. Yes. Those are always fun because it's easy. Yeah, we you know we we get really creative with potatoes. Okay, so we love potatoes. Uh-huh. We love sweet potatoes. <laughs> we love russet potatoes. Uh-huh. We love like those little red potatoes, fingerling potatoes. We like we love potatoes uh-huh. as a side. So what we try to do is just try different potato side dishes that have like five ingredients or less. Yeah. And typically, you know, if there's cheese or butter on it, You're gonna like we're going to like it. <laughs> so I don't think we've had a bad potato dish. Yeah. But sometimes it's just frying them up with some avocado oil and seasonings. Sure. And that's all you need and we it's delicious. Bake, like sweet potato fries. Yes, like we love favorites. baking sweet potato fries. Yep. So, so good. good. Yeah. Sweet potatoes are the But oh, use Pinterest. Oh my gosh. Pinterest is like God's gift to meal planners. So yeah. many ideas, so many options. There's even things you can find for free that are actually like meal plan, like lists and theme nights. That's where I found the theme night idea. If you want to go on and you can't even think of which themes to do each night, go on there. They have lists of them. Um, and also something that I do is I keep track. So I have a Word document on my computer that I just keep track of... <laughs> um, the recipes that have worked well for me. Oh, so yeah. like, cause I'll try something new about once a week and if you like it, that's great. But if you forget about it, then you're never going to bring it back in your rotation. So I put it into a word document. So I don't have the recipes all listed out cause I'm not fancy, but right. I literally just have like the name of what it was and that we liked it. So if I'm ever like out of, Oh, that was my dog. <laughs> so if I'm ever out of ideas, I can just pull up that word, that word document and look for something that looks good. And that's a really good tool, too, that I've created myself. Jesse uses Recipe Keeper. So Is all it an app? It's an app. And so oh, every yeah. recipe that we've tried that we liked, he typically he actually finds the recipes. And then so he keeps them on his phone. Uh-huh. And then whenever we're looking for something, sometimes we'll just open the app before we Does go to the grocery store. Does it have to come from Recipe Keeper? Like, is that where the recipes no, I think, are from? No, I think you can import, I think oh, you like can import your own. Too, but I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah, because I always find like they all come from so many different sources. Like I have a board on Pinterest so with all I. these recipes. Yeah, and so, so I sometimes I'll look through that, but it's a lot. Like it's been years of me accumulating recipes, and sometimes I forget if I liked them or not. Or I have like three different. Oh, this happened the other night. We were making sausage lentil soup, so good by the way. And I have three different ones pinned, and I was like, which one did I make? Which one did I like? Yeah. <sighs> so that's hard, but you know. It just be creative. Let yourself be like, just, I think the biggest thing is put time aside to meal plan and to grocery shop according to your meal plan, make that list and stick to it. Um, and then just know that you can be flexible, but it's nice mm-hmm. to have a plan to fall back on 
if your day is like so busy, you don't want to have to think about what to make for dinner. It's already done. Oh, and my other big tip <laughs> is look. So I keep my meal plan on the fridge, like I said. Keep it somewhere where you can see it so that if you have to pull stuff out of the freezer, you remember. Oh, that's a good idea. This girl right here, yeah, going in at myself, forgot. Yeah, I forget all the time. And it's still in my fridge. I don't even know how. And I work from home. Right. I have no excuse. Right. And I still do this. So I'm not sure, like, set an alarm in your phone. I don't know. Let us know if you have any tips for remembering to do that. But keep it somewhere in eyesight so you remember to take things out of the freezer that you need. Um, if your husband's like mine, don't send him to the grocery store alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I think that's pretty much it. What do you think? Yeah, I think just for the grocery store, when you're at the grocery store, just a few tips. Um, just try to ignore the center aisles as much as possible. <laughs> so, you know, try to like hit up the produce and like meat and eggs and that kind of stuff first. And you really shouldn't be spending time in every single aisle. And if you're going down the center aisles, you're going to be more tempted to pick up stuff that's not on your list. She's talking to me, guys. Yeah. She's talking so to me. just try to stick to your list. And when you're looking at meal planning and ideas, just try to focus on like, Thinking of what's on the outside of the grocery store. Yeah, I'm like I think there. we both agree that whole foods, typically you feel best when you're eating your whole, like whole foods. And that's where you're going to find them on the outside mm -hmm. of the grocery store. So, you know, think about what you want, but also challenge yourself and be honest with yourself. You know, if you're picking up meal, what's that? Oh gosh, I can picture it with the guy. And he's a, it's a hand and he talks to you. You know what I'm talking about? The Pillsbury Doughboy. Is that who it is? No. I don't know. Hamburger Helper. Oh. Hamburger Helper? Isn't that the guy with the I haven't had Hamburger Helper since college. I don't think I've ever had it. But I'm assuming Early that it's college. like filled with stuff that's probably not going to make you feel super great after you eat it. So, but if that's what you know, and so you just keep meal planning off of that, challenge yourself. Challenge yourself to find yeah. a new ingredient to work with or try to make it from like quote unquote scratch or something. I don't even know. Is Hamburger Helper like rice? Usually it's like noodles. And you just add beef and, or something? Yeah. Usually it's like noodles. I know I my father-in-law's mom used to cook it all the time. He we talks about we it. had he it sometimes. It. Yeah. I don't, there's nothing wrong with having it sometimes if that's what you really like. But what I'm saying is try not to just stick in your comfortable wheelhouse. Like try to find other foods to incorporate. You know, maybe give yourself one ingredient a week to try out something new. So then you know if you like that ingredient or not. So either... Let's say zucchini, one of my favorite vegetables ever. If maybe someone doesn't eat zucchini or hasn't had it, try it. And if you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to buy it again. But at least you've tried it. Don't just stick with things that you know and you like that might be something that's not treating your body right. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because you're going to feel differently after each meal. So keep note of that. Go listen to our intuitive eating podcast episode um, to you know learn how to pay attention to your body a little bit better. But... Um, try something new. Get creative. Get inspired. Cook with a friend. Some people do meal swaps. Have you ever seen that? Mm -mm. This is such a great idea. I don't think I'll ever do it, but I think it's a really great idea if you have a friend. If you really hate cooking, you can have a friend where every week, every other week you cook yeah. and you share, you make enough for the other family. So like, oh. if you and I were to do it, I would cook this week and each time cook double and bring it over to you. And I only cook three That's or four times a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I only cook like three or four times a week, so yeah. I'd bring it to you and you'd have leftovers on it. And then next week you'd cook for us. Yeah. For we live way too far. We <laughs> do live too far to do that. But if you, you were next cooking, door, it's something to look into. 
Yeah, no, we like cooking. So, okay. I think that's it. I think that's it for Diet Right Podcast. Episode seven. We're going to stop numbering them soon because we're going to lose count. Yeah, we need to stop. Seven <laughs> as high as we can count. Yes. Plus, it really puts us in a box for when we can release it. Yeah, that's true. Puts us in a box. Okay, I have to go settle down my dog because he's way too excited. He's to so rock. excited about this podcast. <laughs> Rafa, do you like Diet Riot? Do you love it? Oh, do you yeah. love it? He's right. really excited oh about gosh. it. <laughs> he keeps knocking Brooke's computer, sniffing it. It's great. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, comment, rate, subscribe. Play your friends. Oh, no, I already said subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe again. Um, yeah, tell all your friends. Share it with them. Share it with your family members. And then if you have any topics you want to learn more about, yes. email us. Hello at dietrietpodcast.com. Or any questions you might have, like follow-up questions. We'd love to answer some listener questions. Haven't gotten any. So thanks, friends. Or people believe us, so they're not questioning us. Hey, <laughs> there's a way to look at it. Yeah. They're like, so dietitians. We cover all our bases. They should know <laughs> this stuff, right? All right. Hope you have a great day. Bye, Bye guys. not going outside (laughs) you're not she's like let me outside